Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We begin our time together today by looking at conflict in marriage. You know, conflict is natural in intimate relationships. And once this is understood, Conflict no longer represents a crisis, but an opportunity for growth. David and Vera Mace are prominent marriage counselors. According to them, on the day of marriage, people have three kinds of raw material to work with. First, there are the things you have in common, the things you both like. Second are the things in which you are different, but the differences are complementary. And third, There are the differences that are not at all complementary and cause most of your conflict. Every married couple has differences that are not complementary, lots of them. As you and your partner move closer together, those differences become more prominent. You see, conflict can be the result of growing closer together. In fact, conflict is the price you pay for deepening intimacy. But when you learn to fight fair, your marriage can flourish. Also, if you intentionally engage in exercises that increase your mutual understanding, you'll take the edge off many of your differences that are not complementary. If you don't have mutual understanding of these differences, you'll make assumptions and assign motive as to why they are occurring. And when you assign motive based on feelings, rather than mutual understanding, you'll have a much more difficult time dealing with the non-complementary differences. Well, suppose there was a formula for a happy marriage. Would you follow it? Well, of course, who wouldn't? Especially if the formula was backed up by hard evidence that proved its success. Psychologists Howard Markman and Scott Stanley at the University of Denver have done some very interesting research. They have concentrated on how couples argue, not whether a couple argues. Based on their findings, they can predict with 80% accuracy who will be divorced in six or seven years after marrying. Many people seem to get meaner and more dangerous the longer their grievances are bottled up. Don't allow yourself to bury something that irritates you. Repressed irritations have a high rate of resurrection. Happy couples may disagree vehemently, but they don't shut their partners out. When one spouse brings up an issue, the other listens attentively. Remember, we listen in two ways, to understand or to respond. From time to time, the listener may even paraphrase what the other says to make sure the message is understood. They are also comfortable taking a brief time out to gain some objectivity and perspective in the heat of the battle, as long as they agree on a time to come back and talk it through. Remember one of the basic rules of communication. Until the emotions of the situation are dealt with, the facts don't matter. Love may be blind, but for many partners marriage is a magnifying glass. Couples who are virtually certain to break up can't seem to find a relaxed, reasonably efficient way 
to figure out how to settle differences as small as which movies to see or whose friends to visit. Eventually, their inability to negotiate does them in, no matter how much in love they are. So, do as the experts advise. Choose your battles carefully. You've probably seen the Grant me the wisdom to accept the things I cannot change, prayer on plaques and posters. It's over-familiar, but it's true. One of the major tasks of marriage is learning what can and should be changed. Habits of nagging, for example. And what should be overlooked, the way a spouse squeezes the toothpaste tube. The parrots say they often tell couples that about 90% of the issues they bicker about can probably be overlooked. It's easy to criticize one's mate. I know I've done my share of yapping about minor infractions, but thankfully I've learned not to sweat the small stuff. This simple advice can keep you from ruining a Friday evening or an entire vacation. So before you gripe about the way your partner made the bed or cleared the table or left a light on, ask yourself if it's worth it. Also, as you are choosing your battles, it's always helpful to consider whether the issue you are about to gripe about is related to a gender difference or one of your unspoken rules or unconscious role expectations that we've talked about on previous broadcasts. It's amazing how much mutual understanding in these various areas, and others, will help you relax and not make it a big deal. Remember, without mutual understanding, you assign motive as to why your spouse is acting or reacting. And when you do, you always assign motive to protect your own position and viewpoint. Once again, mutual understanding is a major key. Many couples find themselves bickering on a regular basis over just about anything. It seems that, for them, no issue is too small or too big to spar over. The parrots give the following assignment to couples who are regularly bickering. When you feel the tension rising, ask each other to define clearly what the fight is about until both of you understand the issue. Marital battles become habitual if the source of the conflict is not identified. But once the couples define the issue, they can be more upfront about what is really bugging them. And once the conflict is clearly defined, according to the parrots, it often takes care of itself. To identify the real source of a conflict, you must address the questions, What are we really quarreling about? And, What is the real source of our disagreement? When couples do not address or cannot answer these questions, the quarrel is often displaced to another topic. And another thing, why do you always? So before you fight or experience your version of heated fellowship, be sure you know what you are fighting about. The parrots often teach couples what they call the XYZ formula to help them state their feelings. Think of this approach as a kind of a game in which you fill in the blank with your particular gripe in mind. In situation X, when you do Y, I feel Z. For example, when you are on the road, X, and you don't tell me that you miss me, Y, 
I feel unloved and lonely, Z. Or, last Thursday night, X, when you called your mom and talked for half an hour, Y, I felt like our plans for the evening went out the window, Z. Using this formula will help you avoid insults and character assassination, allowing you instead to simply state how your partner's behavior affects your feelings. Another example would be, when we were riding in the car, X, and you changed the music without asking me first, Y, I feel hurt that my desires are not considered, Z. That is far more constructive to your partner than saying, you never consider my feelings when it comes to music. Although the latter may be what first comes to your mind, it's likely to draw a defensive response that gets you nowhere. The MUM three-step connection plan that I have developed is a great way of clearing the deck with your partner on a regular basis so that little conflictual issues don't pile up. This plan will help you and your partner stay current with each other on both the negative and positive issues in your relationship. For more information about the MUM three-step connection plan, send me an email at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org and I'll send you some information. Normally, one partner is often more expressive than the other. In other words, one person articulates his or her feelings more quickly and more intensely than the other. This imbalance causes problems time and again because what is very important to one person may appear not to be very important at all to the other, particularly if your mutual understanding quotient is low. Here's an example from the parrots. James and Karen were setting up their first apartment. Karen wanted to paint the kitchen walls a light blue. She brought home paint samples to show her new husband, but he didn't share her excitement. I found the perfect color, Karen said enthusiastically, holding paint chips up to the wall. I'm not really crazy about that, Jim said. Oh, you'll like it once you see it on the wall. It'll be great. I don't know. The phone rang in the middle of their discussion, and that was the last they talked about it. Three days later, James couldn't believe his eyes when he came home to a light blue kitchen. What's this? he exclaimed. I thought we agreed not to paint it this color. You said you didn't care, so I went ahead. I never said that. For the rest of the evening, James and Karen argued over feeling betrayed and unappreciated. But the whole scuffle could have been prevented if they knew just how important, or unimportant, the issue of painting the kitchen was to each of them. Mutual understanding once again. As it turned out, James didn't express it well, but he felt very strongly about not painting the kitchen light blue. Karen, on the other hand, was excited and eager to set up house. She could have very easily been talked into another color. Their feelings and how they expressed them were almost polar opposites. The parrots use a simple technique that can prevent much of James and Karen's grief. For several years, they have been handing out hundreds of what they call conflict cards. Using this small plastic card, no bigger than a credit card, 
helps put couples on even ground when it comes to expressing the intensity of their feelings. They didn't initiate the idea, but they continue to use it. On the card is a scale from 1 to 10 ranking the intensity of a person's feelings. Number 1. I'm not enthusiastic, but it's no big deal to me. Number 2. I don't see it the way you do, but I may be wrong. Number 3. I don't agree, but I can live with it. Number 4. I don't agree, but I'll let you have your way. Well, our time is gone for today. And as always, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible teaching and believing churches here in the Treasure Valley. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.